Like they got a picture, and I was like, okay, I'll do that. But like, I just don't like margaritas. Like I don't like tequila, so I like yeah. started drinking it. Like I had a glass of it, and I was like, I will never do this again. Margaritas are good. Do we talking about? I don't know, dude. I can't do tequila. Tequila's te- tequila and me are not fans. So I um, I, mean, I don't drink tequila except for in margaritas. Yeah, margaritas. But I love margar. I love fruity shit. Yeah, I don't know. I just always can taste the tequila behind it, so it always is just never, never bueno with me. I think what it is. If I wanted like a, that... if I wanted something like that, I feel like I would just get like a spiced rum. Like if I wanted something like a little like sweeter, like that's what I would go for. Mm-hmm. Well, I think what it is for me at least is that and this is my working theory mm. is that I completely destroyed my palate by starting to drink bourbon straight oh yeah that'll fuck you up so in a good way everything yeah. else doesn't even come close yeah nothing 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 like hits me anymore i mean the the white russian hit me but not yeah. in the bad way it was more like this is a lot of alcohol yeah but like anything else I'm, I'll, I'll shoot it's okay yeah. the bourbon's worse yeah you no know, I, I bought the scotch i mentioned last week it nope it's nothing yeah the bourbon kicks me in the face yeah way worse or at least it used to uh hey guys welcome to check the vetting machines this is a weekly uh pop culture podcast where two best friends get together and talk about uh pop culture movies tv shows all that kind of stuff i'm jason that's zach right now i'm drinking a uh fuller's london pride amber ale and it's fucking garbage (laughs) zach what are you drinking you got anything going uh no i mean i'm just drinking so my parents I don't know. They do this thing whenever I move. So they've been like sending me, them and my aunt have been like sending me a bunch of like parables, perishables and shit. And my mom got me like the, it was like an 18 pack or whatever of like the variety bubbly sparkling water. So I've just been going through those. So. Okay. Hey man, that's, it's free. Hey, if yeah. Like I mean, it. can't complain with that. So, uh, but that's, that's what I've been going through. Look, Jason. Yeah. I can't talk about bubbly water right now. It's a big, it's a big weekend, big weekend. Okay. There was, I feel like there was two things I was going to talk about. There's one thing I'm definitely going to talk about for sure, which is the fact that, have you heard of a new game called DNF Duel? I have not. No. Uh, this game looks fucking sick, and the beta is dropping tonight. I think it might have already dropped, but whatever. So I'm oh, gonna okay, be playing nice. the shit out of that because that game looks super fun. It's by. Uh, Arc System, and it's actually aiding too. The guys who did uh, Marvel Three and uh, Tetsuya okay. vs. Capcom and all that stuff, they yeah. had like, so they like dropped the first trailer for like literally a year ago. I think it was like the tail end of 2020. Like they dropped the first trailer that like DNF Duel exists, and then we didn't hear fucking shit out of them for like the entire year. And then right. literally like two weeks ago, I think they dropped like the first trailer where they like showed off the like DNF Duel's back. And they like dropped a new character or something like that. And ever since it happened, I think for the first five like base roster trailer, they did like one 
like trailer a week. And then at the beginning of this week, they dropped a big trailer that they were like, there's a beta happening at the end of this weekend. And everybody was like, oh, fuck yeah. And they were like, and also five more characters. And so now it's like every mm. single day they've been dropping trailer for a new character. And then today they finally got into some of the mechanics of like how the game's going to play. Right. I can't wait to fucking get my hands on this game. It looks That's awesome, dude. sounds so much fun. And every single one of these fucking characters actually looks legitimately sick as fuck. Um. So the base roster right now, I didn't know really much about it. I'd heard, I feel like I'd heard of DNF or Dungeon Fighter Online a little bit when I was, because uh, the whole fighting game is based off the Dungeon Fighter Online MMO. Um, so I feel like I'd heard about it a little bit when I was a kid, but like, I never had like, I forgot about it. Never mentioned again until this happened. But like, all the characters are like based off class archetypes in this MMO, so they don't have like character names. They're just class right. names. Um, but they all look so fucking sick. Like they got like a berserker that's like the Ungabunga swordsman dude. They've got an inquisitor who's like a fucking badass like warrior priest lady. They've got a ranger who's like Dante but without swords. And then they have the hitman character who is basically Dante with swords and guns. They've got mm. uh, a grappler who's like a Ryu lookalike, but he also is like a judo type dude. They got yeah. uh, the fighter girl, which is like um, Jam or who else? I'm trying to think of a, a character that you would know. I guess maybe like a, a Buki type, maybe? Not okay. like that fucking annoying, but like she's not like a ninja, but like I feel like character design wise, she looks similar to a Buki. They've got okay. that. They did uh, the Kanoichi. They did uh, the Vanguard, who's like, to, for me, he's like the most boring one. He looks like a Dynasty Warriors character. And I'm like, that's cool. But like, compared to like all the other ones that they put out, I was like, eh, it's kind of basic. They had like a Dragon right. Knight lady who like actually summons a dragon and like does like dope ass shit with her dragon. Uh, and then the last one that they just dropped yesterday was the fucking Crusader. This guy looks sick as fuck. He's a big body dude who will slap you in the face with a hammer and also says hallelujah when he slaps you up across a giant a cross shield or whatever. He looks so dope. I can't wait to like actually and like the beta has like all 10. I can't wait for it, dude. And so I'm so happy. I'm so excited. It's like the most excited yeah, I've been for a fighting game in like a really long time. Yeah, it's cool, dude. Hopefully it um Hopefully it downloads well, and yeah, hopefully the, that's what I'm hoping. It, for. You can matchmaking works, and hopefully, well, they it has got rollback, call on so it. we'll see how good oh, the there rollback you go. is. But I'm hoping. There you go. You know, Arc System. Ever since Guilty Gear, and leading up to Guilty Gear, I feel like it's, at least Arc System in general has like realized like if you they want that, yeah. their games specifically to be successful, like they got a rollback. Yeah, absolutely. Even their games have like not even. Like, before Guilty Gear Strive, I feel like a lot of their games had, like, had no coverage, like, even in the FGC. And so, yeah, it's like, if they want any of their games to be popular, like, they gotta have rollback. Because the last one they did that didn't was Granblue, which is, like, a super fun game, but I can't play that game online, because that is, it is yeah. the shittiest thing I've ever played, so... Hey, man, well, good luck to you. Hope Hopefully your combos connect. Oh, that's what Um... But we are here to chat about uh, continuing from last week. Yes. 
and a prequel to next week, mm. which is uh, the sequel movies to The Matrix from 1999. We're doing Matrix Reloaded, Matrix Revolutions. Yes. I think 2002, 2003, or was it 2003, 2003? I can't remember. I don't think they came out the same year, did they? I don't know if they pulled a, like a beginning of the year, end of the year thing. I don't remember. Matrix Reloaded was 2003. Okay, so maybe that was 2003, 2003. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So what? I, so I don't remember. So it was like, did one just come out at the beginning of the year and one came out at the end of the that, year? That's what I'm pretty sure it was. That's my memory, at least. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that would make um, sense, I guess, if you had one come out in January and one come out in December, I guess. Or something like that. Yeah, works works fine for me. Yeah, I mean, I'd be happy uh, with that if I was a Matrix fan at the time. Oh, Although, I exactly. mean, maybe not so much, you know, back in the day after you got finished with Reloaded. But I don't know. I mean, we'll talk about, but like, I personally still kind of like Reloaded. So, oh, I, I well, I'll preface this right now. I love both of these movies. Yeah, I mean, I think. I think. I think less so. I like. I think of these two. I think I like Reloaded the most. Um, I mean, I think Revolution's got some interesting stuff, especially with like. I mean, that movie specifically is like heavily focused on like the real world, like Zion stuff, mm-hmm. which is interesting. And I like seeing like the technology and like their battle plans and like all that kind of thing of like how they actually fight in like the real world outside of the constraints of like computer programs and shit like that. And how they have, like, fucking armored mech suits is, like, kind of dope. Yeah. Um, but the re- but Reloaded is just so much fucking fun. Well, so going off of the masterpiece opus of The Matrix 1. Yes. Which, really, it gives you the, the tip of the iceberg <laughs> for the philosophy stuff and the premise. Yeah. Re- Reloaded is the heavy-handed philosophy. Oh, my God. It is so There's much. Like three or so four adapt. monologues in here that are like, yeah, just like slap you in the face with like. It, it, it's literally like you have the Merovingian, you have the Oracle's monologue, you have the Architect's monologue, yeah. you have. It, it's there's so much exposition to explain choice versus no choice, mm-hmm. previous iterations of the Matrix, all that stuff. But it all well, all that stuff I think bogs down people who don't like that stuff because mm-hmm. I I I learned to love it. The first yeah. time I watched the Reloaded, I was like, okay, this is a lot of skippable things to cool fight sequences. Mm. And then Revolutions is like really like super duper light with any of the philosophy. Yeah, there's stuff. really not a whole lot of philosophy stuff until you get to the end, and it's like Keanu becomes internet jesus and then and even that's just like okay it's pretty much just like do sex deuce machine thing machine packed yeah and i it's the the, the two movies that people always say in film fans or cinephiles or the general public always are like well they're they're terrible it was like i think like even today they're not terrible i was reading uh because i guess like first reactions for resurrection came out and it was like in the article, somebody was like, yeah, and everybody agrees that they're better than Reloaded and Revolutions. And I was like, but I kind of like those movies. Well, Revolutions is just it's just a long haul of big sequences that just like are kind of like, okay, 
boom, fighting here, fighting here, ship crashes here, yeah. fight sequence well, in the just rain. It's like an extended uh, falling action to like everything that like kind of went down and reloaded. Because I mean, it well, it's literally like, yeah. it really is like, that's why it says like to be concluded at the end of re- re- yeah. Reloaded because it's literally like the third act. The yeah. whole movie is just the third act of, of Reloaded. Just an extended third act of just all the falling action. Yeah, because there's no like intro conflicts that are induced in that. It's just a constant resolution no, to there, all there's the no different plot. conflicts yeah. that have that were basically set up in Reloaded. So it's like the all Reloaded just sets up everything that Relo- Revolutions is just ending. Yeah. But when people say, and me and myself included, years ago, mm-hmm. which is like, oh, Reloaded Revolutions are not good. Mm-hmm. When I look back on the movies now as a whole, they're not that they're not good. They're just it's not, they're as, not good as good as the Matrix. The Matrix yeah. Which is like impossible. It's like saying like Back to the Future 2 and 3 are good. Yeah. But they're not good as Back to the Future Yeah, they're one. not like, Back yeah. to the Future. They're good movies, yeah. but they're not as good as the first movie. Right. Right? But Matrix Reloaded to me is... Obviously, I agree with you. It's way better than Revolutions. Yeah. But what I love about Reloaded is, one, the opening sequence is, great. is fantastic. Which, it's fantastic. Wait, which one? You talking about the Trinity one? Or the, the one after? That, I, love, I love that, yeah. too. But primarily the opening of Neo at the, at the yeah. meeting. Oh, dude. That meetup? And he gets the agents? Oh, my God. When he does the hell tit and he goes, upgrades? I was like, hell yeah, dude. It's, I'm it's, in there. It's that, but it's also like okay. Now we're seeing other operators. Yeah, we're seeing other uh, other re- rebel whatever. Oh yeah, this like reloaded like. I mean, you can tell that they kind of want to do, but like it just explodes all of the world building. They're like you were seeing oh, other you... ships, other captains. Yeah. Well, it's like yeah, because Matrix kind of hints that there's like other people that are operating, uh, you know, from Zion and all that stuff. But yeah, you don't actually like physically see it until reloaded. Well, and literally in the first that in that first opening sequence, we really just learned that Morpheus is Qui Gon Jinn. Yeah, basically. Which is like, okay, he's the guy. He's a captain. He's a leader. Everyone respects him. Mm-hmm. He's he goes against the grain. He's a religious person. Yeah. He's kind of like all this kind. Of, he's literally just like it's Qui Gon Jinn. But what I love about that opening sequence, besides it just being a cool sequence, is that we learned so much about Morpheus being around other captains mm-hmm. by them being like. Okay, you want us to break the rules? He's like, yeah, and they go, okay, well, you're Morpheus, so we're we're gonna do it because you're Morpheus. Well, I, I the part that I always find interesting that is that it's not just like we're we're gonna do it because you're Morpheus. They're like, we're gonna do it because we know you're gonna take all the blame for it. So we kind of yeah. get like carte blanche to be like, and Morpheus told us to do it, right? But it's also like everyone at Zion, yeah has this like quasi respect for Morpheus. So you want to know like, what did he do in the course of his search for the one to make people respect him so much yeah. and, and or hate him. Like, you know, Niobe's whatever his name, I can't remember his name, Colonel, whatever, uh, general, uh, whatever Carter. I feel like I can't remember his name. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But what, so I, I want to say this at the beginning of the movie, cause I do agree with you that Neo, the, the, the fight sequence with the agents is, it's like you go the you start the movie previously in the Matrix One, which is like Trinity, like running away. Yeah, 
and, well, and like, this yeah, movie begins all, with like, fucking terrified of agents. And I mean, yeah, all of this, them still are. It's just Neo is like, I can take it. Not, see, I actually, I have, I'll, I'll, I'll disagree with you in a second mm. with that. But this movie begins with Neo like, oh no, I'm going to not only fight one of you, I'm going to fight three of you and beat all of you. Yeah. Even though the machines gave you upgrades. It's like, no, I'm still better than you guys. Yeah. But I will have to say, before we get to that, we also get the tease that the boy, Hugo Weaving, is back as well. Yeah. You get the... I don't know. I mean, with that one, it's like, clearly they're not hiding that it's Hugo. I mean, they are, but, like, it's Hugo Weaving's voice, so, like, you're not really hiding it that well. But the fact that, like, they have the initial tease that, like, Smith is back, and then you're whole, the whole movie, whole movie, you're like, how the fuck is Smith back? Like, how the fuck is this possible? Yeah. And then you get to Revolutions, and it's still not fucking answered how the hell he's back. Well, so the answer is this, is that the Oracle knew and was a gamble that if she has the imprint of Neo on the agent, which was going to remove him from the system's hold, Mm -hmm. that would end up putting the Matrix in either a wartime or a peacetime. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, the Oracle didn't do it, but she also allowed it, kind of foresaw that that would happen when they, when the two of them met. Yeah. Um... And when Neo imprints on Agent Smith to relieve him from the system. Mm. But you said a second ago about how um, they're still afraid of agents. And I, I actually thought that too growing up until I rewatched the movie this most recent time, which is that this is Morpheus on the Morpheus fights the agent on the, in the highway sequence. Right. He's confident. He actually hits the agent. Multiple, multiple times. He does. Think about the first movie. I would say that it's not... I would say with that, though, I would say he's much better at fighting the agent, but it's still not a thing where it's like... He's not Neo, where he's like actively going to like fight the agents. Like He's fighting it out of desperation because no. he has to protect the key. Of course not. But, but... The, the difference is that... In, I saw someone say this on Reddit when I was looking it up, mm-hmm. just to see kind of if people had the same opinion of me, which people do. Mm-hmm. Which was that, imagine you see someone, you're playing a boss, and you keep fighting this boss in the video game, and you keep losing. And you finally see someone on Twitch or someone on YouTube, you see that person beat it. Mm-hmm. So now you play that boss again, and you do a little bit better because you know the boss is beatable. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, yeah, of course Trinity and Morpheus have more confidence to fight agents. They just spent the last however long watching neo whip their ass yeah so they they know that they can't do what neo does because Neo's the one but they now know that the agents can hurt yeah so seeing morpheus fight the agent like in the in the in the building sequence in the first movie where he gets his ass handed to him versus now he's fighting on a freeway and he's like he's not holding his own but he's not dying right away yeah and the fact that Naobi's like, go kick his ass. Like, at what point the, would, in the last movie would you think they say, there's agents coming, run away? Yeah. But in this movie, Naobi says, go kick his ass. Yeah. But that that is like, to me, like, that's a bad captain because in the previous movie, they go, Trinity agents are there. Shit. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? So it's like almost like as though all these captains see Neo or like, is like one handedly fighting these agents and they're like, well, maybe. Maybe we can't necessarily destroy them, but maybe we don't have to worry about dying every single time if we just know that we can. 
Also, we know Morpheus is probably like the top tier echelon of. I was gonna say he's also like probably the top of like. But we know all that the fighters him, outside of Trinity. Yeah. You know, probably Sarah for what's what, what's his name? Sarah. Yeah. Oh, you mean no, Naomi's, no. What's Naomi's partner? Ghost, yeah. yeah. So maybe those guys and girls are probably the top tier. Yeah. Probably the old white guy captain probably won't wouldn't stand a chance. You know. I probably wouldn't expect him to. Yeah. But speaking of the highway sequence, mm-hmm. because that is such a long, long sequence. It's a prolonged action set piece. And, and what I love about there's so many stages movie, to it too. Right, increasingly level of stress. Yeah, they keep well, adding like, up the pressure. Well, there's like an increase of stress, but then there's a decrease of stress, and then the stress increases again. Because the initial yeah. stress is obviously with the ghosts. Right. And, like, their whole shit. And, like, first of all, I love the explanation of this. They're, like, in the Matrix, mythological creatures are real because they're just from old programs, old, from old, programs. old Matrixes. Yeah, they're from the Apocalypse Matrix. Yeah. Yeah. They're, like, from or the Nightmare Matrix where, like, vampires yeah. and shit were, like, fucking real. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. But, yeah, so, but, like, so, lo- so you have, like, the initial fight with the ghosts, and then they get on the freeway, and then that brings the agents into the system where they're all disrupting all the stuff on the highway. So that's the added stress, and you've got that back and forth between them fighting off ghosts and fighting off agents. And then Morpheus gets to the point where he bookmarks the ghosts, and they're like, okay, settle down. Now you can just get to Neo with the Keymaker. And they're like, no, nope, agents are back, and then the fucking stress ramps back up again, so... Yeah, and I love that um, the whole sequence from the, whatever it's called, the, the house. Oh, yeah, the Mayor of Indians house, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember what I don't remember what it's called. called either, but. But they were from the house. Dude, to... that fucking fight scene with Neo in the house is like, oh, so good. See, I actually, so here's the thing. I actually don't think. I'm actually glad that this movie has so much Trinity and Morpheus because I actually don't love Neo's fight sequences only because I know he won't lose. That's fair. Yeah. But it's, and they're great sequences. Obviously the house sequence is great. Watching him fight agent Smith in the courtyard. That's great. I love those sequences, even with the even with the shoddy CG, even though my my 4k in his fights until you get to like Smith stuff. And even with Smith Courtyard, he's still fine. He flies away. Yeah. Um, so even with that, you know, but I love that the middle sequence of the movie has such a long Trinity Morpheus sequence because it's like you give them time of day to really like show that they can fight too. Yeah. And then that, you know, even with like at the end of the truck sequence where Morpheus is like, Neo, wherever you are, I can use you right now. And you see Neo constantly pushing his boundaries, mm-hmm. which is like good storytelling too. Cause you know, he's far away as hell and he's flying harder than he's ever flown before to save Morpheus. And then he flies even faster at the end. You know what that is? To save Trinity. That's some good animation right there. That's animation. That's some animation. That, that's cause the Wachowskis fucking, yeah. Like I love anime. They love it. You know? And you know what? I love them for loving it. So yeah, it, to me, it shows that, um, it's, it's, really good character storytelling to like, okay, we know Neo's great. We know he's the one. We know that he's the one respelled to spell Neo. Oh, what? No one. It's like fucking Alucard Dracula. I don't know <laughs> people, right. But it's, 
you see that he still has limits and then he has to propel past them to survive. And then giving Trinity and Morpheus so much time to be shine without Neo even near. Yeah. It, it, that to me was really, it was really, really cool. Those are my favorite scenes in the movie, actually. Yeah. Like, Neo fighting Seraph. I don't care. We know Neo's going to win. Right. I mean, but, I still like the Seraph stuff just because I think Seraph's an interesting character in that aspect where he's like, I mean, he's like the cool. Oracle aspect where he's like a program that actually is like technically against the construct that he's a part of. So, I, actually, I want to get your opinion on this too because there's no official answer on that. Okay. Which is this? So we know from the Architect. I know this, and I know this podcast is bouncing around everywhere, but there's just a lot of shit. It's the Matrix. It's, so it's the Matrix. There's about. a lot of stuff to talk about. But. So we know that the Oracle is not a good guy. The Oracle was made the Oracle to the be Earth a bad. The Oracle was made to be a bad guy. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, right. That's the intent. Of the, is it made to be a bad guy? Because I thought the intent of it was just it was a program that was meant to understand human psychology. It was meant to understand human psychology so that the one would reinsert the prime program yes, yeah. into the source. Which would then destroy Zion and, and leave the restart surviving the cycle over. and restart the cycle. Yeah. So it was it's a program that was created by the machines to understand humans, to give that slight piece of choice, but ultimately was to reset the matrix over and over and over and over again. Yeah. But they'd never say at what point why the Oracle allowed Agent Smith to create that balance because the whole point is that agent smith becomes a problem for the machines yeah so that ultimately neo has to restart the program into the source and then remove smith yeah the oracle saw that allowed it to happen but why so at what point does the oracle go you know what okay now i'm going to turn against the machines to allow for a, tr- a truce or a piece of war or whatever. Mm-hmm. They never explicitly say, because the architect says, like, we're the same coin, me and the Oracle, we're the same thing, mm-hmm. just that I don't have the human understanding. The Oracle does. And this has happened five times before, yeah. where the Oracle, the Oracle builds you up. But why did this time, why did this time in the cycle, did the Oracle give the one Trinity? Because in the previous four iteration, five iterations, or whatever the fuck, was the Oracle that gave it? I thought it was something Oracle... that like changed with. I thought it was something that the architect changed because because in each iteration of the Matrix, he changes something to try to make it fit better. So I thought that the change he made for this one was Trinity, and he See, didn't, that's the, and that was a very thing Tec- that he changed, but he didn't expect the catastrophic choice the, the that technical... like having the personal love connection would would have but the, the but the the creator of the rumor of the one is the oracle right and the oracle says to morpheus you know the one will save the world the oracle tells trinity you will fall in love with the one so if the oracle doesn't tell that to trinity the neo just becomes the other versions of the one which is either humanity or whatever yeah so the choice ends up becoming I just, i'm just going to choose to you know, reset the matrix and serve, let's whatever. So like at the end of the day, Trinity is the defining factor. What makes Neo different from the other ones. Right. But it's why does this time, does the Oracle create that future thing to happen? They don't ever explain why I've Googled it. I've read it, searched it. And people have a billion different theories, 
But that's the unanswered question, which is like, why did this time did the Oracle go, you know what? I'm fucking tired of this shit. And like, we know that at this point in Reloaded that the that the programs can have their own sentient beliefs. They yeah. all don't just believe what the what the machines believe. Because the architect believes one way, Oracle believes one way, obviously Agent Smith because believes one thing. Um Seraph believes one thing. We all know that stuff. Marvin has his own thing. His his girlfriend wife yeah. has her own vendetta. So the programs we know are not just zeros and ones to just believe one thing. Mm. And that I think is where people get really like they all that stuff happens, and then we get the architect speech, and then that's when people get like real like bogged down because the architect talks like a fucking doofus, <laughs> you know. Like once you start, people start hearing the he idea. Like, like a there robot. Was, sounds like a robot, and they once he starts talking about from the get go, like not the first one we've met, and they and they they give you so many hints throughout the entire movie. Like Neo is not the only one. Yeah. The Merovingian even says at the fucking fight sequence, like yeah, I mean they give it throughout this movie because definitely in the first yes, Matrix yes. they're like, no, he's double. You're the one. You're but the yeah, one. and Reloaded, yeah, they give a lot. Of the very the Merovingian Merovingian gives the most clues that like. He's not the first Matrix. I mean, he basically says at one point, he's like, I've survived your predecessors. And I don't know why nobody else in the movie heard that and was like, hold on, predecessors? Well, he he says, says, no, Neo's like, I can handle them. He says, handle me? Your predecessors treated me with much more respect or something like that. So it's like, okay, from there, Morpheus should have been like, hold on a second. So at the end of the movie, when Neo's like, the prophecy was a lie, Morpheus should be like, well, you... You know what? Makes sense. I heard the Merovingian. Yeah. And everything he said to me was true because the keymaker, all this kind of shit. So maybe maybe I can believe what Neo's saying. Yeah. And I think that's when people start going like I don't know. I also really get to that up. point where it's like I don't know why he said that, because like He's a dick. The prop well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know why Neo said like the prophecy isn't true. Like the prophecy is technically true. It's just not true in the way that they want it to be true. Well, the prophecy was once they find the whatever. I think the the prophecy wasn't the, war the prophecy is like the one will end the war. Which technically Which, is true. Yeah, it's technically it's true. Like you'll end the war. I mean, Zion will fall, but like the war will yeah. be over. But does it matter because the one always picks yeah. The other the, door. The, what, was it 23 people to restart the next round? Yeah. Whatever the seven or whatever the fuck it was. It was like, the, yeah, the, it's like some, the, some fucking division of... The, the one has always picked that door. Yeah. So, technically, the, the Morpheus will never know that the prophecy is not true because that's the prophecy comes true. It's just the machine prophecy. Mm-hmm. You know? But even then, so I love this movie. I love Carrie Ann Moss. I love Keanu yeah. Reeves. I love all, all those people in the movie. But there's still something about like Neo, and maybe, and maybe, and I'm sure this has probably been a thousand times analyzed that I just never saw it. Mm-hmm. Ne- uh, Keanu Reeves is like kind of stoic acting makes complete sense as Neo because like he's like part machine. Yeah. So it's like of course, of course he's gonna be like real like, whoa or whatever the fuck you know what I mean like, but ne- Trinity's love for Neo like do you think that it's uh, real or because she was told by the oracle at some point in her life that that Morpheus is going to find the one and then that she's going to love the one is that a manufactured love or is that actual love 
Like, what do you do? You think? What do you think? Like, this, this are you talking about Trinity's answer. love for Neo or Neo's love for Trinity? Trinity's love for Neo. I don't know, man. This is a dangerous philosophical slope we're going down. This is like a chicken the egg scenario. It's like, well, no, because to me, it's like, well, because I mean, matrix. the basic root of that is like, does she love him because he's Neo, or or does she love him because he's the one? Well, again, the the Oracle has foresight. Yeah, the Oracle understands the pro the, the programs, and the Oracle has built Agent Smith and has built Neo. Right. So I mean, the, my the, gut reaction is to say that. She actually likes him, loves him, because yeah. especially, I mean, all of the basis in the first movie is like, she's kind of like, I wouldn't say she's like indifferent to him, but like, she's just really There's like, no romance show, there. I mean, she's not like super romantic or whatever, but like, clearly she like has an attachment to him, even like from the beginning. And like, even at that one. point, I mean, I know that like Morbius had been dumping it in her, dumping it in her head yeah. that he's the one, but like. Yeah, she really didn't believe it. I don't think that much until what was the certain? I think it's the cipher bit where she like finally, yeah, like admits that he's the one and that she loves him. So yeah, I I think that she loves him because she was told to love him. Mm. I think the oracle. That's some Agent was, Smith thinking right there. That's I think shit. I think the oracle was that, like, hey, you're gonna fall in love with the one and your captain just by chance is going to find the one. Mm. Well, a perfect. Well, I guess, I guess my question to that would be, because Morpheus has been searching for the one a long time. However long. Yeah. Have they picked up other people that they thought might've been the one? So maybe, cause that would be another thing where it's like, if they maybe. picked up other people that they thought might've been the one, and then she'd had a relationship with them. And she's like, you ain't it because I don't love you. Like, that's another. But they, but they, but they probably, but the see the oracle already knows who the one is the whole time. Right, but they don't know until they take him to the. No, but they're just. So they could have just... picked up multiple different people, and then they all they take and all that, to the oracle, and the oracle's like, "Nah, that ain't it, chief." And then they have to go. Start but that's them. all part of the oracle's plan to keep, to keep them on their toes. For like, okay, we're gonna keep building up, building up, building up, building up, building up until Morpheus is like, no, this guy is it. Yeah, this guy is it. Even though they they never say why Morpheus thinks this guy is it. Yeah, it's never really explained where they're like, this guy, this is the one. This, they'll never really explain. Um, so that's what I really think that people get hung up on is is that all that part of the choice of choice and option and. Um, the versions of the Matrix that have existed already, and the different ones, and the yep. fact that the one is actually, the one is pretty much like what's the, what's the um, the one is the dragon from Wheel of Time. Like mm. it's gonna save the world, but also could could destroy the world. It's that kind of shit. Yeah, it's it's not a perfect equivalent, but um, my favorite sequence in Reloaded is definitely the highway sequence. I think it's an amazing sequence. Tr Morpheus is so fucking cool, and that the sword and the fucking the machine pistol. Um, he fights the ghost people. No, he doesn't beat them to, to one against two, but he has a cool, he has the sheath sword. He hits them. He holds it. He pulls it out and all that cool shit. Love yeah, that sequence. I think all of the stuff from like the mayor of engine to like the end of the highway sequence is like, yeah, so definitely like my favorite part of the movie, which is like 40 minutes of the fucking movie. So yeah, but it's, I also but love, it's so good. Um, 
I also love Neo saving Trinity when he just creates a fucking vortex of cars that like. Oh yeah. How many pods of humans just get dumped for being killed in that fucking? Yeah. At the at the machine source, there's a bunch of pods get dumped out <laughs> because of all dead humans that Neo just killed. Oh, good, well, good job, the one. Yeah. Uh, so I love that, but revolutions. Tell me about it. This is this is where at the end of Reloaded with Neo having powers in the real world, mm-hmm. that's where we start going into like okay, clearly he. So here's the here's the two second question I have to ask you, Zach. This is I've been look about I've been Matrix deep for years. Okay, right. I've never I haven't come to the right answer yet. Okay. To what I think. So why do you think Neo has powers in the real world? I really don't. Do you want to hear? I've honestly tried to think about it for a while, and I don't know if I have a satisfactory answer. My initial gut feeling is. He has powers in the real world because he's gone further than any of the other ones have gone up to this point. Because I feel like, especially, I mean, you get to the end of Matrix 1 and he, like, does the shit where he, like, fucking sees the code. And he, like, disrupts Smith by, like, exploding his fucking body. I feel like the way that they, like, think about that and talk about that, I feel like no other, like... Not like Morbius and them, because obviously they've seen no, they've never seen any shit like that. But I feel like even the way that like Oracle and other like programs talk about him after that, I feel like they've never seen one do quite the things that he does. Because even his thing, like the Mayor of Vengeance sees him stop bullets, and he's never seen that before either. Like I feel like he just has, even in the Matrix, I feel like he has powers that are like beyond what any of his predecessors have had up to this point. And I feel like he's become so ingrained in like the matrix programming and like machine language and stuff like that, that like part of it might've like imprinted onto his brain or something like that. I don't know. So I'll tell you what, what some of the things I've seen, which is that we know Neo has the source code in him. What's the whole point of the one. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I'm guessing the or- the Oracle has pasteurized Neo to become. I don't I don't have an opinion on, it, on other ones because I don't I don't see it that way. I think all the ones have really great abilities. Um, who knows to what extent? I don't know. Mm. But I think that if that is the case, it's the Oracle just like pushing Neo. To like, because who knows if the Oracle, if the if the other ones saw a guy bend a spoon, I don't know. Maybe not. You know, maybe they only had a jump program that like, or I don't know. Yeah. But one peep, one peep, one theory is that the Neo has the source code already, mm-hmm. and that now all the machines have that source code, so that's why he can, that's why he can activate that in the real world. Mm-hmm. The other theory is the one I think is cooler. Okay. Which is that the real world is still the Matrix. It's a second level of the Matrix that they don't know they're in. That's pretty fucked if that's true. So it's a top, it's a top layer, then a next layer. That's some inception level still... shit where it's just like layers yeah. of the Matrix. Yeah, which I don't, I don't. Ultimately, I don't think will be true. I think that it's going to be the source code thing. Yeah. Just for the fact that we see Niobe as an old person, and 
I'm assuming that Neo's body was like kept in some sort of cryo sleep or something, mm. which is why he's still young. I don't know. Or it's the Matrix and then they're going to unplug themselves and then whatever. Um, so I don't know which one I believe. I do think the more real- realistic one is the, is the first one, which is that Neo just has the source code and he can activate it because he's part software. Yeah, that one makes sense You to know. Me. But I could also see them being like, yo, fuck it, dude. You're still in the Matrix, dude. I mean, honestly, that second one kind of makes more sense when you have that bit where he loses his eyesight and he, like, basically sees code in the real world. Sees code and then also that, like, you know, um, Trinity's alive. Well, how's Trinity alive? Because she never died, dude. Yeah. Because she never died because she's always been in the pod. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or some shit like that. So I could see either one making sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know which one I prefer yet. But they both make sense. I think I lean more towards source code, but. Well, I mean, it, it makes sense in terms of like. But how do you see code if your eyes are dead? You know, like, how do you see code? How is there code in real life except for the machines? Well, you know, like, I might put my foot on that. Is it code or does it just see lights? I don't know if he actually sees like code code. It's like, like lights. He and sees stuff, like energy time. almost like. Every, yeah. Like energy just looks bright to him, like it's like a key thing. Like it's anime shit. Yeah. That's anime shit where he like sees people's energy. He sees like energy coming off of like objects and people. Well, how do you feel about final fight sequence? Are you the how do you Smith feel about it? Neo one? Final fight revolution. So how do you feel about it? Honestly, I'm kind of like let down by it. It's a lot of it's like kind of, it's kind of shitty. It's kind of shitty. Like it's a lot of like flying around and like. I mean, the Superman Superman punches are, like, cool where they're, like, they hit each other, like, mock speed and, like, explode the water around them. Like, that looks kind of cool. But, like, when they're, like, just, like, twirling around in the air, I'm like, this kind of dumb. But then he throws them into a building and they have this, like, actual fight scene in the building. I'm like, okay, this is tight. And then they get out of the building. I'm like, this is boring again. Yeah, I would love if it had been, like... Also, like, I like the visual of, like, all of the Agent Smiths just, like, all over the place. But movie wise, I'm like, why don't you all just like fucking kill him? Because it has to be mono one on one, so just like it started, it has to end that way. I also love the idea, like, okay, Neo gets reinserted into the Matrix to, to fight Smith, which AKA just means to insert the program, which yeah. means to just die, mm-hmm. so the program can take over and, and assimilate. So uh, hold on, Smith. So I feel like I got it, but I just want to make sure that I wrap my head around it because they have the point uh-huh. where he gets taken over by Smith, where yep. he lets himself get taken over by Smith. Yep. Yep. And then the machine wins, like jolt him or like yep. punch him full of something. Is that mm-hmm. just like a virus? That's like code. Yeah, that's like that's like the source code. Okay. And to, so then that just infect. breaks down Smith's program and like yeah. Yeah. To infect Smith. Again. Cause like yeah. a catastrophic meltdown of like the Smith program. Right. So, um, which obviously we know from the new movie. Apparently Smith is still, did, Smith is still there. It didn't matter. Whatever. Cause he's still yeah. around. So he don't look the I, same, but he's still there. Right. I definitely think the final fight sequence is, it's kind of like with how good the first fight sequence was at the end of the first movie. Yeah. And I get that you can't have that same thing because they have all these powers now. Yeah. Well, yeah, but he's so like basically so, Superman at this point. So. Yeah, there's something so goofy about Neo walking into the city, and now it's like not like oh, 
I have 50 Smiths. No, I took over the whole city. Well, <laughs> like I took the over the whole is... Matrix. Like, every single person is Yeah, the whole, the whole, everybody is me. Yeah. And something about that is, like, really fucking, like, that's goofy. Yeah, it's a little goofy. That's goofy. Um, it's not saying that, and I mean, and this has bullet time. And these people wear leather suits. Yeah. Like, Trinity's walking through a hotel wearing a full-on, like, a full, like, dominatrix leather outfit. And no one's, like... Nobody cares. Also, real quick, why does Morpheus say to Trinity, never go on the freeway? Yeah, I don't get that bit either. Take the freeway. You should never go on the freeway. I hope I'm wrong. I don't get... Yeah, I don't... I still don't understand that warning. Is it because of road rage? Like, I feel like it's, like, like, I guess it's just, like, that freeways are, like... I don't know. I guess they're just inherently more dangerous than like regular roads, but like, is it cause you're always surrounded by people? Okay. So this is my thinking that I thought of when I rewatched it, which is that Agents maybe everywhere? the thing is like on the freeway, there's no easy access to like an exit phone. Could be. So if you get stuck on the freeway, like if you get surrounded by agents or something like that, or you like get yeah. a car chase and they like surround you on the freeway, like you can't, like, you're just fucked at that point. There's no way like, for you to get access to, like, like a, a a landline anywhere. I always just took it as, like, okay, if you're being chased by agents, we already know agents can inhabit anybody. Right. So if you're just driving down the road, any person at any point, any time, Could be an like agent. we see in Reloaded, can turn to an agent because they all see you. So that's just always how I took it. I was like, okay, you're just always surrounded by potential enemies. Yeah, but that's like any road. But if you're on a back row, it's like two people versus like a hundred cars. You know? Yeah, but I mean, like in the context of the Matrix, like they're always in the middle of like New York style cities. Like they're always surrounded by cars. So also, why the fuck can they only send two to three agents at a time? Yeah, that part I don't get. That there's only like yeah, send like 50, 50 agents. Well, that was like they basically start off reloaded and they're like, oh, there's a new third agent, and I'm like, yeah. Okay, so why don't you just make, like, yeah, like, why don't you just make, like, ten of them or whatever? Send ten. Who cares? Because, like... Send ten of them. I guess the the hubris would be that, like, nobody could even kill one, so, like, why would we need to yeah. send more than, like, three? But then yeah. you have Neo out here who can, like, kick all their asses. So. Yeah. But I guess it's, it's, not, I guess for the majority of the time, like, Neo isn't there, so I guess it he's not there. matter as much, but... It's sad, too, because I have so little to say about Revolutions. Yeah, I mean, the, the real-world stuff is, like, cool, but, like, it's not as fucking cool as Reloaded. Yeah, I don't really care about the real-world stuff, actually, at all. I mean, I like the know? doc sequence. I think it's interesting, mostly because I just think the mechs look super fucking dope. I like the light yeah, that they cool. look, and the fight sequence is cool, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really care about any of the. But I, I, or... I just don't have any. I don't have any sort of like. I don't care about any of those characters. Yeah, I don't care about any of those characters. Uh, if it's not Morpheus, the only one that I kind of like is Mufune, just because he's got like the old grizzled war vet character archetype that like I enjoy, yeah. but like he doesn't really have any other character. Besides Die! That. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. You know, all I care about is Morpheus, Trinity, Neo. Yeah. And that's it. That's all I care about. What if? In the new movie, that guy in Reloaded we see who Neo saved, what if he plays a big part in the movie? The kid? Rat boy? Yeah, the guy, the, guy who, the guy who always tries to come up with Neo. Yeah. The guy who becomes, so like, the big funny. hero or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. He's so fucking funny. I, um... Yeah, I when I when I rank them, literally, it's one, two, three. 
Yeah. It's I one, would two, agree three, with that ranking. And like a three is like we'll see where four has to fit in with this, but right, right, right. Well, let's 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 end there. Okay. With four, what do you now want to see from four? Hope to see, expect to see, not see. What would make you happy? What would make you bummed out about Matrix Four? I mean, I'm already kind of bummed out about it, but like, I don't want to see them doing the typical long-awaited soft reboot shit where like we're seeing a bunch of similar characters and a couple of new characters that i don't give a fuck about yeah i don't want to see that i would like to see an action sequence on par with the highway scene from reloaded if we got anything close to that that would be kind of dope oh i was thinking about this too a little bit um which was um because i remember when the resurrection trailer first came out we were talking about the fact that all of them are like jumping off of buildings and like destroying shit behind them and shit like that. Yeah. And how we hadn't really seen anything like that. And I feel like there was a moment where I saw something similar to that happened in resurrect or in revolutions or reloaded. I can't remember who did mm-hmm. it. I feel like it might've been shit. Maybe I was just thinking of Smith doing it at the end. Well, all the agents do it. We know that. For yeah. Sure. Oh, that that was what I was thinking of, was that, yeah, like, I don't know why I had it in my head that, like, operators, or not operators, whatever they call themselves. Um, yeah, humans. Humans or whatever can do that in the Matrix. But, yeah, that's, like, agent powers where they're, like, yeah, yeah like, the force of whatever they're doing is, like, destroying the environment around them. Like, and that's why I was saying about the Asian girl. Yeah. That when she jumps off the roof and hits the corner of the building, yeah. the building see, smashes yeah, apart and she jumps off of that. Like, we know that, like, Morpheus can jump from a building to building, but we never see him, like, jump off the building and then land a building and push off and, like, explode. Yeah. And it could just be a visual style that they're choosing, but part of me thinks that that's just going to be Seraph or something like that you know what i mean that's like a seraph to a new oracle or some shit like that maybe i don't know they better have a good explanation for it that's all i know i think for me even though i'm already let down that it's happening mm-hmm. it's here i'll be here in like five days five days i here's why i need number one and i'm not even gonna make a joke it's not even a joke it's not about dragula wait number one you don't want number need... one to be dragula it is there, but okay. it's faded. It's faded. Like you can't access it. Okay. Because number one is that I need Neo. I see Neo has short hair at some point. Does he? As in, in one of the trailers, he has like bald head. Oh yeah, no, they do have a shot of that. So we know that he's been reborn again or whatever has the plug something. I need him to at some point, whether it's the final fight sequence or whatever it is, have the slicked back like pompadour glasses with the not the fucking. Tr- not the shitty trench coat we see in this movie. Because I'm hoping that this all we see in this movie is like the first act. Yeah. I want him to have the fucking Messiah fucking gown trench coat. Or I need them. The, his relate his reloaded outfit is his best outfit. I see. I disagree. Only because I think one looks the coolest, mm-hmm. but outfit for number one is not the Messiah. Yeah. One is like I'm a cool cyberpunk yeah. bad guy or a badass. Neo in two and three, that is the Messiah. I am a I'm the Messiah. I have the fucking all the way up to my neck. I have the fucking 
not leather trench coat. It's no, it's a thick trench coat. Yeah. yeah, that to me is the monk outfit. That's a Chinese inspired mm-hmm. looking outfit. I need that Neo to show up in the new movie. Yeah, not this fucking like janky ass. I'm more, I'm I'm just I just stole a trench coat from a store and put it over my fucking T-shirt. Yeah, that we see in the trailer. I need him to be like at some point in the movie because we never see him with sunglasses at all. So I know yeah. that he, there's going to be a scene where he's going to be sitting there and like either put them on or they're going to jack in and he's going to be like, I need guns or yeah. he would never say that. Cause he never has guns anymore, but like that's true. Something like that. And then he'll have the glasses and guns. The, the little fucking. Yeah. So I, I need that. And I need it to not just be, I need also, and I need it I to not just hoping. be the first movie all over again. Exactly that. But I'm, I'm so hoping mm. I don't know the probability of this. I'm hoping at the end of the movie, either he'll wake up, Neil, either get up, mm-hmm. and then we'll see fucking Lawrence Fishburne. But Niobe's so Niobe's old. Have we seen so, Niobe? I don't think I'd seen her. Yes, yet. dude, pull it up. She's old as fuck. It, it's still Jada Pinkett Smith, right? Yes. So I'm pretty sure that they that Neo's been in a fucking. Like a fucking cryo sleep or something. His body's been in a kind of cryo. Like his real body? Explain... Yeah, his real body. Interesting. Huh. Um, no, I hadn't seen that bit. You saw the picture of her? Yeah, she looks old as fuck, dude. So I can I can see that, like, okay, you know what? Morpheus is dead. The Morpheus we have now, it's just a copy of him or something. I don't fucking know. Morpheus' grandson, I don't fucking know. But we know that Lawrence Fishburne has said in interviews that he just was never asked to be in it. I'm hoping that that they're just he's bullshitting. Yeah. You know, I'm hoping that he's like playing kayfabe. That's what I'm hoping. Because they, because they went to Hugo Weaving and asked him. Mm-hmm. He just said I couldn't. I couldn't. Our schedules couldn't align. Yeah. So I'm hoping that they 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 went to Carrie Ann Moss. Obviously, they went to fucking Keanu. Obviously. Yeah. There is no way they wouldn't have gone to Fishburne and been like, "Do you want to do this?" Yeah. And even though Fishburne has said they never came to me, I I I bet he's lying. I would believe that we're, he's lying. We're gonna get a mid credit scene or end credit scene or something, and Neo's gonna see Morpheus, and it's gonna be fucking like the best. Mm. That sounds like it's gonna be the best. I'd be down for that. I'd be down. And then, and then we get fucking fucking Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> I don't know what song they're gonna pick this time. Uh, I don't know. I hope the one from Reloaded again. That was a good one. Well, that's that's the weird one. You get the end of the first and second movie, and it's like Rage Against the Machine. Hell yeah, fucking yeah! And then you get the end of the third one, and it's like some fucking like Indian hymn. And I was like, yeah. I'm down for this. I'm down for this 100. Because who? Because why are you raging anymore? The rage is over. But I love the rage so much. But the rage, the rage it's is so over. unexpected. It's, where you it's, just get it's it, peace and now. Punches you in the face, and like Rage Against the Machine is here, bitch. The rage is over now. But it'll be so great because who knows if they're gonna be like, you know what, new trilogy. Well, I know they're going to. How we feel after this fourth one, if we are still wanting a new trilogy or not. Well, I'm saying they don't just they don't just make four movies. Well, that's true. They're gonna be like, this is the beginning of a second trilogy of a whole new set of characters that Neo's gonna. I can see them going the Jurassic World route. Yeah, they're gonna do a whole new trilogy. So, but we'll find out in the next, uh, say the 17th, 18, 19, 20, 21. Five days, I believe. Yep. We're, we're closing in and we'll be here to talk about it. And I know I'll have some, I'll probably end up watching it three times before we even do the pod. I'll probably have, I'll probably watch it at least twice. 
So, Zach, anything else you want to add or say about Matrix Reloaded, the movies, Revolutions, Resurrection, before we end the pod? No Dragula. Disappointing. Yeah, seriously, right? So disappointing. They had a perfect, they had a perfect opportunity to in the club scene. Dude. Also, okay, hold on. So we Especially can talk about in, that. In that club is a Blade Club, first of all. Oh, Club Hell? Club Hell. First of club all, hell, yeah. that club is fucking sick, but it's just Blade. It's just the Blade yeah, Club. It's Blade. But without well, the, Merovi- the, the Merovingian's just Blade. Yeah, he's just, just Blade, Bla- but not in Blade. That's, that's fucking, what's his name? Frost? Yeah. He's Frost, Deacon but he dresses Frost. nicer. Yeah, exactly. His outfit. So. Oh, my God. That fucking, like, Satan outfit he has, that shit is dope looking. Like, yeah. hell yeah. Where'd up? Well, hey, guys. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back next week with more Check the Vending Machines with The Matrix Resurrections. And we'll see how uh, fucking, I guess we'll see how we feel. We'll see if we like it or not. Yep. And then after that, hopefully Kingsman. Kingsman. Yeah, should be Kingsman the week after that. And then hopefully, well, I guess really hopefully we should do an end of year wrap up. That would be... Yeah, that would be that first... That first weekend of... Of January. Cool. Well, that's the plan for now. We'll see what happens. Thanks, guys. We'll see you back next week. See you guys.